you're good. Hello. Hello. It's me, Trey. And me, Adrian. And we're live at work. Yeah, yeah. Making that hourly to do this podcast. <laughs> we still can't afford a website, though. <laughs> nope. We have figured out that there are places, I was just telling Adrian, that are free. No one filled us in on that. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, guys. But, uh... <laughs> Um, I'm not very good at making a website. So, who needs a website? You know, really, really, who needs one? We don't even have anything to put on a website. You guys see my social media stance on Facebook and Insta. You know how often we post. We need a website. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonder if someday, like, being on social media will become uncool again so that we can just not have to do that anymore. I would love that. I would love that, too. Unless... It meant, that, but then we wouldn't really be podcasting anymore. But that's not social media. I think this is pretty social. No. <laughs> and it's it is basically a media platform. the radio. It's old school as fuck. <laughs> Are we the radio? <laughs> My aunt said that about podcasts. She was like, I found the podcast. She was like, and I was listening to him, and I think it's so funny that all you kids just basically listen to a radio station i was like yeah yeah yes we're all about talk radio these days <laughs> she still calls us these kids we're so young adrian dude i'm feeling pretty young feeling pretty spry with this weather around oh the summer weather does make you feel young i mean it was a blizzard yesterday and now it's sunny but here we are <laughs> The spring can't really make up its mind. I told you it was going to come. I told you there was a second winter. I mean, Nando called it too. And I guess I just wanted it to be that brief snow we had the other day. <laughs> but man, on Wednesday, it was beautiful. Yeah. Like, that snow was coming down. I kept trying to go out and freaking like smoke in the snow and just like stand in it for a little bit. And every time I would go out there, it would just stop. <laughs> snowing i'd come back in and then it'd be full-on blizzard again i was like god damn can't catch a snowflake <laughs> oh, so how you doing this week happy friday oh happy friday are you doing anything fun this weekend this friday this friday i want to do a bonfire oh that's right yeah gonna do a bonfire i mean though it snowed like five inches out of uh the house um some of the yard is still clear enough to where I think, you know, it's bonfires. You can put some chairs up. Yeah. I bought uh, floaties, floaties for the reservoir. Oh, yep. Like uh, a week ago, remember? I, they're probably sitting in my mailbox. So excited. And the reservoir is probably still frozen as fuck. Yes. I can't wait, though. But in less than two months, we will be up there. Yep. We, we should just podcast up from there. up there. <laughs> Waterproof mics. Just sit in our floaties and yes. talk about movies. And chefs. Catch kids just fucking screaming in the background. <laughs> um. What? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to try to find some. Some sort of with, segue to the with, movie. Like, for kids screaming to burnt. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is a kid screaming in this fucking movie. Yeah, he is. He plays... Uh, the movie is burnt. <laughs> she just told you. You had to, like, really catch it. <laughs> <laughs> it 
starring Bradley Cooper, who plays a toddler fucking fit screamer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He throws so many goddamn fits in that movie. Uh, yeah. It's very... Um, it reminds me of a cer- couple chefs in my life, but like every... A different one, not all at once. Like, why were there so many fits? So many fits. So- <laughs> yeah, he plays the buffest uh, ex-junkie <laughs> you've ever met with the prettiest teeth. Yeah. Trey and I were talking about it, and I was like, no way in hell. Like, this movie doesn't make sense in the fact that if he's recovering, if you, <laughs> you're just like, oh, it's like, I'm not going to. He goes, you're better off without me, you know? <laughs> and she's like, you recovered and ended up looking like Bradley Cooper. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> she looked uh, really fucking good for an ex-chunky, too. His oh, ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. when you were she like... Everyone keeps telling him he looks good, and you're like, of course you're going to tell him he looks good. It's fucking Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I was like, but if you saw someone two years after they had started recovery, yeah, and they looked like Bradley Cooper, you would be like, oh my fucking God. Mm-hmm. Like, how much did you pay for those teeth? And what if you just lived in the fucking gym? Like, you look amazing. 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 Not just like, oh, you know, you're looking a little better these days. <laughs> Uh oh, look at my cookies. Not so tired around the eyes. Ooh, they got big. Oh no. What's wrong? They're fine. Oh no. They're just big. Who doesn't like a big cookie? Mm hmm. Gotta get these measurements right. I keep breaking scoops. We never talked about that, but last week. Did we talk about it? No. no. Last week. Because it was this week. This week. I broke a scoop. And it'd be fine if it wasn't the second time I broke this scoop in particular. And the third time I have broke a scoop in general, that's why I'm struggling. We're missing the perfect scoop now in the kitchen. Right, the one that's the size for the cookies you need. Yeah, and I did that. It's my fault. But now I'm suffering because I have to weigh my cookies. And I just can't get the right size to pan ratio. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that. Well, you could buy a new scoop. Yeah, I could put scoop on the list for sure. But I think you are probably just going to have to add, like you said, a baker scoop to your, like, personal roll. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have, like, ganache scoops and stuff. Little baby cake scoops. Like, for all my baking and everything. But that's a separate roll. That's not cooking roll. Yeah, you're you're going to need to just start bringing your baking roll. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, before that, we <laughs> before were getting around to our shifts. <laughs> See, I didn't throw a fit. I just calmly explained. <laughs> I keep breaking scoops. Oh, my God. If Bradley Cooper opened the oven and his cookies were slightly off, he'd just been like, <laughs> I like Bobby would have heard it from the fucking bar. They would have heard it at the grocery store. These tomatoes would be on the fucking ground if I... <laughs> oh, everything. Everything would be on the ground. And then you'd have to come over and tug me by my V-neck. <laughs> Get in my face and call like, me an infection. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't do this for you. You are an infection. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Apologize to this tart. 
Apologize to the turbot. Apologize to the cookies right now. No, you look at that fucking cookie and you apologize. Don't look at me. Don't look me in the eyes. Are I'm you not laughing? the one you overcooked. Are you not taking this seriously? <laughs> These cookies are fucking huge. <laughs> and it's your fault. <laughs> Adrian, how much would you pay me to watch me fuck up cookies? <laughs> Hundred dollars? Hundred dollars? Three hundred dollars? Three hundred dollars? Can I live with you? How much is it worth to you to learn my cookie knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're lacking? Arrogance. <laughs> you're gonna have to be a little bit more of a douchebag if you want to work in my kitchen, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so. You haven't seen Bert, that just won't make sense to you, but... <laughs> oh, it all makes sense. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Cooper ends up being a complete douche throughout the whole movie. He's this, like, scorn chef who is um, trying to make his rise back and claim to fame and get another Michelin star. All the reviews were like, he's humbly paying his penance God. by shucking, shucking. oysters. Did you, like, look at his book, his little... Uh, where he was counting the oysters? Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna fucking shoot you. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, I'm gonna shoot you. And then I was cringing because he was just barehanded those fucking oysters with that shucker. And I was like, did Bradley Cooper actually do this? I feel like Bradley Cooper would have shanked himself right in the fucking hand. No doubt. For sure. The way he did it? Yeah. 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 It was bad. Yep. Someone could. Those were stunt double hands. <laughs> Those were dumb stunt double hands. <laughs> for sure. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I gotta grab the blueberries. Oh, will you hold the door for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring my handful of pepperonis with me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit him down. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. And um, so he goes to, yeah, he's in Louisiana being a fucking oyster shucker. And after he's like, one million, and slurps his oyster, I was like, oh, you're counting? And then I realized he's writing them down in that fucking book, and I was like, I'm going to hate this movie. <laughs> he's doing a thousand oysters, like, a day. Okay. <laughs> Is that really? That's really, yeah, if you look at the numbers... He was like, it was like a thousand oysters. Like a good day was a 3,000 oyster day. Like, how do you really, you can't shuck. So what he's how been fast? paying penance for like four fucking years almost? Well, he says, yeah, he says three years. And he's worked seven days a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and none of them were a leap year. <laughs> like how fast can you shuck an oyster? Pretty fast. Okay, how many do you I think you could do in a day? Right, that's why I'm saying like um, you're doing. You were doing it multiple times a day, every day. Right. If you only had to do that platter, and it was constant for eight hours. For eight hours, do you think it would be a thousand oysters? Uh, break. How many plates would that be? If there's like, say, a, a dozen. Yeah. And you would think I would be better at this math, but... <laughs> You're the one taking a math class here, but it's fine. That's only 83 orders of oysters. Okay. You could def do that. Yeah. You could def do that in a day. Yep. 
If that's all you're doing. Right. And, you know, that's probably not even, like, a busy oyster day down in the Gulf sometimes. Yeah. I bet there are, like, two or three people working that oyster bar. You know what I mean? Yep. That's a lot of fucking oysters. God, this rolly pin is so much nicer than a glass bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's break it down into, like, hours. There you go. Yeah, so he is down in Louisiana doing this, getting sober for three years. Okay, well, when you break it down like that, it is... It's fast. It's really fast. That's like two oysters a minute. That would be a little difficult, I guess, for me. You I can mean, I'm do sure it. some of them I, you, okay, so I would can, get them, but like those hard ones, you know, you always get the funky ones. You can definitely do it, but like that fast for eight hours, it doesn't seem like right. you would be that busy. Yes. Right? I guess that's kind of what I that was getting like at. Is a I was like, lot. Like you. Two a minute for eight hours, you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to nonstop do that. The restaurant was, like, on the shore, too, right? So they have more seafood than just oysters. It's not like right. the bartender well, is like, wow, could- that's the 85th oyster today. We should try selling something else. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why can't any of you sell fucking crap? <laughs> I shipped this Alaskan king crab down here because they said it would make me money. <laughs> But this fuck just insists on selling a thousand oysters a day (laughs) for his little book. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, wait, he's in Louisiana, and then he's like, I need to make a comeback. Yep. And where should I go? As soon as he hits his million, he goes to fucking London. Because his ass knows damn well he's not going anywhere opening a restaurant in Louisiana. Or Paris. No, not Paris. He already tried Paris. (laughs) He fucking rocked Paris, bro. <laughs> Those were his fucking glory days. He was like Bruce Springsteen to the fuck out of Paris. Apparently, when he got out of Paris, every single person that he used to work with got out of Paris, too. They all left. Once Bradley left Paris, there was no more Paris yep. to even have. Is Paris even still there if Bradley's not there? Yeah, exactly. Chef Bradley. <laughs> I think I need a bigger... Did you see the hand pies yesterday that I made? Oh, yeah. I saw them on the counter this morning. Was that a good size, you think? Or yeah. Or should I go a little bigger? No, they look they look perfect. Okay. You want to know my secret? Um, sure. It's a sprinkle lid. Oh. Sprinkle sprinkles lid. just have come in so handy in this kitchen <laughs> for so many things. Yep. All right. So, he goes and he finds his old maitre d'. Who's in love with him, and he's like, Let me take over your restaurant. And goes in, just insults it like an asshole. Like, then he goes to that. I don't know why the old guy was involved. Who was the old guy? What old guy? The old guy who had the blonde working for him before Bradley Cooper stole him. Yeah, why did he go there? Right. Um, I don't know that guy. I didn't pay. Did he just go in and eat there? No, like, they were good friends. Because they were sitting at that dinner scene, and he goes to pour him a glass of Bradley Cooper, a glass of wine, and he's like, "No, I quit. Oh, I quit right. drugs, drinking, and women." And the guy was like, "What the fuck do you do now?" <laughs> well, I guess he just had to go see him so that he could meet Sienna Miller, right? Yeah, right. But they were like buddies. He didn't know he was going to meet. Sienna. Right, right. I just mean it movie wise. He was like blown away by whatever food he tried. And so he wasn't blown away. He fucking 
goes into a kitchen that's not his, tastes her sauce, and then is like, with his uh, fucking You finger. need to fucking like do this to the peppercorns next time, and it'll yeah. be a lot better. Toast the peppercorn and then grind uh, them. But no, it's because his fr- the guy walks in, his friend walks in, and he's like, you just got one of the best compliments I've ever heard. <laughs> because he probably said it at the table and then was like, I'm going to go be a fucking bully to her now. And then swoops her up, gets her fired from that job just so she can work with Bradley Cooper. He goes around town like an asshole, just poaching people from anywhere he can. And yep. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. That's just like not cool. That's not good at It's not get, cool not to do. Not at all. No. Can't do that in this town. Hell no. People won't. <laughs> they'll be so mad at you. Yep. They'll and tell um, everybody to hate you and not go to your fucking uptight piece of shit restaurant. Yep. And so then when he's walking around the streets of London, he randomly sees his ex, Sue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just at a coffee shop. Yep. And suddenly he's running. And I was like, he what just the goes, fuck oh, is shit. this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? What's going on here? All of a sudden, action movie. You didn't know what you were getting into. I didn't know what I was getting into <laughs> for a second. I was like, what is going on? You know, there was that weird druggy action plot the whole time too where he fucking owes money right from paris back in the day and they've come to london to collect <laughs> dude's like i offered to pay and he still didn't take it what kind of fucking no no if i'm working your restaurant yeah pay off my debt <laughs> so i'm too proud i'll figure it out too proud i'm just gonna get beat up all the time instead I'm too proud it's my <laughs> it's my way of giving back don't you know me? I'm Bradley. So Bradley he, from Paris. He hires his ex sous chef to work with him too because Oh yeah, that scene where they chase each other into the alley and you get all that like exposition about how they knew each other before and he was the sous chef and then he's like, What you did to me in Paris I'm like, Oh shit, there's like a whole story going on. Yep. In five that's when I was like Bro, I'm going to have to turn on some fucking subtitles so I can catch these dumbass side plots that keep happening. <laughs> but yeah, somehow it works. They try to tie in every stereotype of chefs into one chef character. They might have, yeah. Like, they were like, here, it's the guy who always falls in love on the line and yep. the guy who has a drug problem. And, and the guy who's the best fucking cook in the world. Yep. And the guy who has the, like, narcissistic tendencies, but also, like, that big, um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. He's all the things. The guy who sucks up to the boss. Yep. Yeah, Okay, so, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's he, finish about the sous chef. Yeah, so, um, they all start working together. Really, what happens? Like, they don't focus on the food at all. Oh, we find out from the sous chef that back in Paris, the reason the sous hates him so much is because Bradley Cooper, that little prick, fucking let a whole bunch of mice loose in the sous' new restaurant and then called the DEC to come check on it. And, like, Bradley was so fucked up back then, he, like, doesn't even remember remember doing any of this. He's like, what'd I do again? And you're like, oh, my God. Yep. God, I, like, why did he immediately start running if he right. didn't remember? He just doing knows anything? that he hates. He just him. knows he did something. I mean, that happens in this town. He'll be like, "I heard through the grapevine, so and so wants to kick my ass." And if he was that <laughs> fucked up, then how did he manage to not get his ass fucking kicked by yes. 
the fucking Sue after he found out. Again, why does he look like Bradley Cooper? Why does he <laughs> still he have all his gonna... teeth? How, how did the drugs or his past co-workers not rip the teeth out of his fucking yes. head? So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this guy's like, yeah, I'm really new to job, so I'll come work I've for you. I've moved past it. I'm at peace with it now, which is fucking bullshit. It's one thing, like, don't mess with the food. Even though we joke about it all the time in the kitchen, don't mess with the fucking food. Don't mess with the DC. Like, yeah, that's fucking so fucked up. So rude. And, you know, like, one thing about junkies is that they're not usually horrible people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we've talked about them before, not on the podcast, but we talked about them before and how, like, they're usually just putting themselves in danger. Yes. When they're doing shit. But somehow this guy was, like, fucked up. Yep. I'm assuming heroin, the way they kept well, junkying. He, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And on heroin, your personality is still the type of personality that's like, let's release mice yes. into this restaurant and call the DEC. What the fuck? Like, you should be passed out on a fucking couch somewhere in Paris. Just like... <laughs> I'm the best chef. Yep. Just telling all the fucking other little seedy heroin doers, just like, do you guys know what I do? I'm actually a chef. Yep. They're like, it's Paris. Everyone's a fucking chef. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> this movie really got my goat for so many reasons. I'm just like, I'm not, like, not impressed. It makes me mad. Oh, and then he fucking goes, it, it, it felt like Ocean's Eleven for a second, where he was like a rounding up a crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. To, like, do a job. Oh, see, I went, like, Fast and Furious style. I was like... <laughs> You're like, is this going to turn out a Fast and Furious? <laughs> um, yeah, Where he goes to get you, that Vin dude Diesel? out of prison. Isn't that Vin Diesel? Wait. Am yeah, I Vin right? Diesel's in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Anyway. So the, the other guy, the guy he doesn't... So he doesn't poach the sous chef, because that guy needed a job. And he doesn't poach the guy from prison. Right. You remember the guy in prison? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, his brother? No, that was this week's. <laughs> oh, Soul Kitchen? That was Soul Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, so he does not poach the guy who is in prison. And the guy who is in prison is in prison because at his old job in the kitchen, a fucking cook plated the fucking, I don't know, fish upside down. I don't remember what kind of fish. Mm. Three times in a row. And so he cut his nose off. Yeah. 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 Just took his little chef knife that and took it like straight <laughs> to the face. Wait, was that guy a junkie? I don't know. I mean, uh, they might have all been. Back I mean, in the if day. you're cutting things off, that your sounds face. like crack, though. Yeah. Or, yeah, it sounds like crack. Yeah. You know, like sure. that's a different amount of <laughs> anger. You know, or adrenaline to just whack someone's fucking nose off. Yeah. And then the guy's like. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm the one that picked it up off the floor and put it on ice so that they could reattach it. <laughs> and Bradley Cooper's like, you sound like you could work at my restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly the type of guy I'm looking for. The type of person who sees knives and thinks weapon, not tool, <laughs> in a kitchen is ideal, really. Right. I have seen a lot of fucking young boys get mad at each other in the kitchen. Yep. And I've never seen any of them go for a fucking knife because, like, it's a tool in the kitchen. Right. And you, 
I'm glad they didn't think of it as like a yes. fucking weapon because I saw one dude drop his knife on the table so we can turn around and start punching this dude. All right. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Keep that's dropping them knives, boys. Do Just not do not turn around and go to fucking stab someone. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Oh, you've seen the knife thing? Yeah. Shit. That's so scary, dude. It is terrifying. It's terrifying because it's like one slice dead. One. I was running the kitchen one so I had to dead. step in and I was like, this isn't the type of things I would be calming down when I said I could do this. Like, this isn't the social management style I thought I was going to have to have. <laughs> like, come on, boys, put down the knives. <laughs> so after he gets everybody together... They work really hard. Oh, okay. I loved the montage of them opening the restaurant. Oh, good, because I fucking hated it. I <laughs> thought it was so lovely. I thought it was too long and the music sucked. <laughs> oh, but they did such a good job. Good. Like the linens and the yes, chicks. That like, was beautiful. Uh, I just couldn't stand how long or the music was. I don't even remember the music. The exactly. music, I just didn't remember it, I guess. So it was probably shitty <laughs> anyways beautiful linens beautiful, I mean, it was like, a great setup just the whole every little process that you go through opening yep. a nice place like that and that part was really good that did a really good job yeah so what happens when they fucking get started nothing oh his opening night is a flop oh yeah that's right he fucking sucks yep he spends all this time being like Oh, I'm literally Bradley Cooper. I'm the best chef in the fucking world. <laughs> Just another white guy trying to get my Michelin star. And then um, opening night comes, and there's like four empty tables, and he loses his goddamn shit. Yep. Oh, so Sienna Miller, he doesn't even actually successfully poach her. You know? Right. She's like, no, I like my job. Yeah, he just got her fired from her other job. He just got her fired instead. Yep. And so then she shows up. He's like, I'll triple your salary that you make there. And so triple. Triple. Triple it. So we calculated it. We did some rough math. Yeah, we did. Um, but we're not to when they double it again yet. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes in. He fucking loses his shit. She gets up in his face and she's like, the reason this shit flopped is because your food's fucking all for shock factor. None of it's legit. It's unbalanced. Nobody, everybody saw the menu and nobody was interested, bro. Yep. So that's on you, chef. And he and assaults her. So he like, the shit that cracks me up is he picks up the mandolin and he's like, oh dude, did I give the dude in the back? Did I give this to you? He's like, yeah, chef. And he's like, because I told you that your cucumbers had to be a quarter of an inch thick. And I thought you knew what that meant. So it's my fault. Because you didn't fucking do it. And he, like, throws the mandolin all mad. And then he goes through and, like, picks apart everybody. And oh, yeah, looks, he yells at her for he fucking helping at, someone else out. Well, he looks at his sous chef and asks him about the scallop. Oh, yeah, with a pocket scallop. And so he pulls out a fucking pocket scallop, and he's like, eat it. And so dude fucking sous chef holds his fucking tongue and eats the scallop. And then when he goes to question the blonde girl, he's like, 
why were you doing this instead of this? And the sous chef goes to pipe up to defend her. He's like, why am I fucking, fucking talking to you? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> your parents weren't very nice, were they, Bradley Cooper? Oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't have parents. <laughs> well, yeah, that's his bad, sad backstory. Is his parents non-existent. Obviously, that's why he's yelling at his crew like he is right now. When he fucking pulled that scallop out of his pocket, Matt was like, don't eat it. Matt was like, don't fucking eat it. And I was like, like, that's enough abuse. But then he physically assaults what's your butt. I was like, oh, I've had a pocket scallop before. <laughs> I was like, they're not that bad. <laughs> I've had plenty of pocket scallops. Those they came from my own pocket. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, uh. He grabs her by the collar. Oh, yeah. Pushes her back. He goes at her, like, with his hand out, like he's going to fucking choke her or some shit, and then just grabs her shirt and is like, Get out of my kitchen! I never want to see you again! Yep. So then, of course, they have to bribe her back. The owner of the restaurant is like, I like, double thanks your for salary. for not pressing charges, also. Right, also double the salary. And she's like, he already tripled my salary. And he's, and he's like, like, well, well fine. Then... It'll I'm be really times five, won't it? He's like, I'm really in love with this guy, so I will pay you five times your original salary. <laughs> because he wants to fuck you. Yes. Okay. So we did some math. We were like, if her salary was forty grand a year at the other restaurant, she would be making two hundred thousand dollars a year. And if she made an hourly wage and made, like, say, $20 an hour, if she only works 40 hours a week... Only. Only. As a... As a sous, sous chef, chef. In a fine dining establishment. Yeah. She would be making $230,000 a week. So, take note, kids. Don't go fucking salary. <laughs> go super, super high hourly. Yes. It's way better. They're going to run you ragged as soon as your fucking salary. Don't yep. fucking do it. Don't. It's, it's a lie. bullshit. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Okay, so they get her back. And very quickly after that, she's like, mm, you know, I am seeing the softer side of you. I'm actually in love with you. I might actually be in love with you. Even though you didn't let me have my kid's fucking birthday off. Uh, yeah. I had to go tattle on you to the guy that's in love with you, too. And then when her kid shows up for her birthday, Bradley Cooper has time to make a goddamn cake and go sit down with her kid. Yes. But he doesn't have time to cover her shift. Yep. I hate him so much. She sits much. there and watches him have birthday cake with her daughter. Her daughter. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I hate him so much. I want to kick him in the shin. So when Trey and I were about to start recording, she, I was like, oh, yeah, this about burnt. And she was like, yeah, let's not talk about it too much. And I was like, we shouldn't. Like, I hated this movie. We shouldn't really. <laughs> I don't want to talk negatively about this movie for too long. And she's like, no, I mean, <laughs> we shouldn't talk about it right now. We should talk about while we're recording. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's what you meant. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Um, was there anything else you liked about the movie? Or have you? did you like anything? We should just keep telling about the story. Okay. I really liked the kitchen cleaning scene. Yeah. Because they never put those in movies. And those are honestly some of my favorite times in the kitchens. Yep. 
Like everyone thinks I'm fucking crazy. No, breakdown is so fun. So fun. It's so much fun. You get to listen to the music that you want as loud as you want. As no loud as you want. Because people are fucking gone. And yeah, everybody. Depending on your place, you get a shifty. Yeah, everybody has a shifty. They're fucking stoked. They're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yep. It's just fun camaraderie time. Mm-hmm. You get to actually joke around instead of be so goddamn busy you yeah. can't even look at your coworker. If you have like a rough time on the line that night, you have like a reconcile moment with your coworkers. <laughs> You're like, yo, man. Thanks for uh, staying cool through that. Yeah, sorry I yelled at you about a scallop. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry I made you eat that scallop out of my pocket, bro. <laughs> uh, um, if I... I'm like, oh, Next time I burn a scallop, I will eat it out of my pocket. <laughs> I'm sorry I threw that mandolin at you, bro. <laughs> you kept your cool, though. You're, you're tight. Thank you. So, so I'll get you a beer. I'll I was you like, a, I'll owe you one. I'll get you a beer sure, when you're done sure. with that one. For sure. For sure. <laughs> That deserves a cold one. (laughs) Oh my God, could you imagine? (laughs) So like, I used to be like, when I was a new night crew person, if the head person wasn't there and I had to do it, Mm -hmm. I would be like, listen, you guys. I was like, so, I was like, because we'd all be laughing and having a good time and then it'd start to get busy and I'd be like, listen, um, I get really anxious yep. when this is going on and I'm gonna yell at you yep I was like I'm gonna yell I'm gonna be like directing you I'm gonna be like you do this you do that I was like but I'm not mad at you I was like please don't I'm, I'm not mad just at you. busy and then when it's all over we can go back to laughing yeah and they'd be like all right let's do it yeah <laughs> oh god I had to have those dogs too because <laughs> like we were all so young we yeah. were all so young doing that like it would be me and I was like 23 and I'd be the oldest person in the kitchen. Yes. And all these kids are like 17. They haven't decided they want to be cooks. They just have right. a summer job from high school. They need like, direction, but not so much to where they can't come back tomorrow. I'm not trying to make it. somebody cry. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not fucking Bradley. <laughs> Bradley so, sucks. Yeah. So, let's see. We left off where freaking... Oh, he throws a fit about not having any seating. And then... The girl, when she has the talk about getting hired back, she brings in her sous vide machine and is like, this is the hip new thing. This is what we're doing. Sous vide machine. Which, okay, that, mm, I don't know. I think it was a trend that should have just never got into fine dining. Well, you like described it perfectly earlier, how it was like suddenly fucking everywhere. Yeah. Until it was fucking everywhere. Applebee's was using it. (laughs) And was like, look at us. Applebee's was like, look. We can be fucking gourmet too, motherfuckers. <laughs> but we only charge twenty dollars a plate for this shit. Yes. And then you know you you kind of eventually have to realize that you're not really cooking. Yep. You know. But Bradley, because he wants to fuck Sienna Miller, is like, no, you know what? I am open to ideas. I'm open to ideas uh-huh. today. I've always been open to ideas. I never said I wasn't. <laughs> oh, the whole time. He has to go get drug tested. Oh, yeah. Emma Thompson has a real weird role in this movie. The therapist. Um, do you mind if we pause for a second so I can heat gun these? Sure. Okay. We'll get back to buff junkies in a second.
It's us, we're back. <laughs> it's still us, you guys. You didn't click over to a podcast from 1950s television. <laughs> Sorry if we tricked you there. We're here talking about buff junkies and overpaid Sue's. <laughs> and where were we? What were we talking about? Um, I don't know. I don't either, but should we get to this Michelin shit? Yes. Let's get on That's with what this. We were, so we were Googling, too, while yep. we were um, heat, heat gunning. gunning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we looked up if there was any truth to the Michelin star ordeal that they have, like, a certain way, you know, of ordering and certain signs that they're in your restaurant. Because the movie makes it seem like everyone in the upscale restaurant business totally knows how to spot Michelin people when they come in. Yes. It's not a secret at all. Yep. Yeah. Which is like baloney. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, so they said they one of them will order a la carte and one of them will order, what, the tasting menu? Yeah. Well, they'll order from the bar. That makes sense. So you got to round it out. Yeah. Feel. Yep. But the fork under the table was the ridiculous thing. That was thing. ridiculous. They're like... They will place a fork under the table. See if you notice. To see if you notice. So everything has to be tip top. Uh-huh. Which, like, and they just randomly pop up to. Not a thing. Right? Also not a thing. You get Michelin stars by calling them and requesting that they come to your restaurant. And they say, sure, we will send someone within the year. Yep. But it is true that they will call you and inform you if you have gotten awarded the three stars. Yes. Otherwise, I think you just find out in the catalog, you know what I mean? Yeah. <gasps> we should call them and ask them to come here. Um, yeah. Let's not say we did. But wouldn't it be funny? Would it be funny? It would be funny because it's not even a restaurant. Like, it'd be funny for you. <laughs> Why don't you think it'd be hilarious? It's not like, it, it's not like they give negative stars. <laughs> It's not like they'd be like, you get a negative 10 and we're actually just not going to put it under the restaurant. We're going to put it under Adrian. Yep. You guys know Baker Adrian? <laughs> yeah, negative 10 stars. <laughs> That's not how it would go. Okay. They would probably just look us up and be like, this is a grocery store and it's a prank Michelin call. I bet they get prank calls all the time. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, um, hi, we're McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, uh, the food is fucking consistent as shit, and we are so goddamn fast. Didn't you hear consistency is the death of chef's creativity? Oh, yeah. Where'd you hear that, Bradley? <laughs> Was he schmoozing you at a fish market, <laughs> whispering sweet insults in your ear? <laughs> <laughs> it's my kink. <laughs> yeah. He, um, I think that's what... So he ends up getting, they look for the Michelin people. He ends up getting picked up that day by the drug dealer guys that he owes money to. Mm, yeah, a little bit of After he, like, muscle in. confesses that he was, like, in love with the lady line cook. Or not in love, but, you know. They're oh, Sienna? They're, yeah. Yeah, because they legit fall in love at a fish market. Yeah. when he, All it took was him telling her that he used to work at a fish market. When well, he was a teenager. Because he was up all night thinking about his dead friend. What dead friend? John Luke. Oh, right, right, right. 
Yeah, they're at a benefit. He runs into John Luke's daughter. Yeah, and he's the like o- past owner of the restaurant they all worked at in Paris. Yes. And the daughter's like It was the fucking Lands Inn of Paris. <laughs> 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 That's just oh, for locals. <laughs> And the daughter's like, my dad wanted you to have the knives. And he was like, I hated that part so bad. He's like, oh, great. And then she's like, you look good. And he's like, yeah, I'm Bradley Cooper. You look good. And she's like, thanks. I am also a movie star. Off drug. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And off drugs movie star. (laughs) And um, then he's like really upset about it. So he just walks out and ditches this beautiful babe who decided to go with him because he's finally like making a connection and he just leaves her and he goes to a fish market so she's like whatever i'm gonna hang out at the party and then i'm gonna go home and then i'm gonna go meet this sad asshole at the fish market because i'm sure that's where he is oh sienna yeah yeah so they're talking at the fish market and he's like because you knew that i would be at the fish market this is why i love you and i need you fucking horrible and so then he gets picked they walk back together and he gets picked up by the drug people and when he gets dropped off he's like found in the alleyway all beat up by the blonde girl and then he's like i'm fine i'm fine i can work through it and then while he's like getting himself ready and everything they're like the michelin people are here oh yeah he's like crying on the couch in the office yeah uh, and uh, Matt was like laughing and he was like this is ridiculous how it like has to be difficult for him this night and I was like it's just a fucking bloody eye yes like I have seen cooks work with broken ribs yes you know what I mean yep. like he's fine he's fine he's fine fuck you my child is completely fine yeah <laughs> he's fucking fine and um so he works the line for the these Michelin star people and <laughs> this is my favorite scene they send it out he's all like proud and then the guy walks it walks it right back in like five seconds later and he's like what the fuck like why why did they send it back and he's like because it's too spicy and they look at it and it's got a weird powder on it and you turn around and you see a guy the sous chef caught literally red-handed with cayenne, with cayenne pepper. pepper. And he goes, this is full Paris. And, and it's so good. And then he walks it's off. It's so good that I was like, the movie should end right here. Yep. So that he, we just all know that he fucking fails as a chef. Yep. And fucking this cool sous chef can go on. He's like, I've gotten my revenge and now it's time for me to go open my own restaurant again. Yep. But no, that's no, not where it fucking like ends fucking because minutes. everything works out for Bradley Cooper uh-huh. and nothing works out for sous chef. Yep. Okay. So with the next day when they find out that that wasn't the Michelin guys, it's just some other guys who came in and put a fork under the table on purpose. Yeah. Um, he kisses the guy who's in love with him, which is such a fucking I so hate, rude. I hate that whole relationship. I hate that, that they put on. that in there at all. Yeah, like it was because he's horrible. just playing with his emotions. He's like, I know you love me so much, so me kissing you is like me giving you a gift. Yes, which I hate that. So so shitty, so shitty. And the fact I that he's was like, so cool. Like I would be in love with him. And when the fucking uh, owner is like, oh, you should go to 
the party at this other fancy restaurant and take somebody and he's like like who you yeah yeah your therapist told me that you're fucking in love with me and he's like you already knew that so like what mm-hmm. are you doing right now and so then he's like dude he's like, can i make fucking you breakfast disgusting. and he's like oh do you mean make me breakfast instead of fall in love with me oh my god and he's God. like yeah yeah that's exactly what i mean <sighs> okay so Got that out of the way now that we have talked about our favorite scene in the movie where you think that the sous chef is going to get some sort of fucking revenge, yep. let's talk about the most ridiculous scene in the fucking movie, which is just per- after this, because Bradley Cooper's like, I'm a failure, not having three Michelin stars is, oh, he says the same as uh, Plagues of Locusts yep. and like fire and brimstone raining down upon his head. Mm-hmm. He will die without... The, the three, three stars. stars. Yeah. So, and so, he throws his little book off the bridge, though. Yep. He's there, and he's like, all these oysters, throwing them off the bridge. Yep. Goodbye, book. oysters that kept me sober. Goodbye, book. Fucking gone. And, and then, we gotta talk about his friend's crazy restaurant. Yes. So he has another ex-coworker from Paris. <laughs> if you don't know, by now. <laughs> <laughs> he used to fucking run Paris. <laughs> he was the hottest junkie chef in town. And so this guy has one of those, like, what do you call those restaurants? Those, like... Uh, gastronomy. Yeah, gastronomy something. It looked just like a class. It looked like he had a school. It did look like he had a school, but, like, everything's cooked sous vide or under those, like, um, nitrous things that, that people use. Right. It'll look like fog machines, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, they cook really weird. But that's what his friends done. That's where the fancy party was held and all that shit. So he goes to that dude's restaurant and comes into the kitchen and just starts fucking yelling because that dude has three stars. Yep. Yeah, so he hates him. And he goes in, he's just yelling at the fucking whole crew of the kitchen and then the chef comes in and he's like everybody get the fuck out which is a good call because usually when you take someone's audience away when they're acting like that they'll like calm down a little bit yep not bradley nope he decided to full-on try to commit suicide and sue i mean like it's so horrible yep what they do as if you okay so you guys you haven't seen it so you probably don't know (laughs) he fucking (laughs) he grabs a sous vide bag and wiggles it down over his face. He's like, hold on, hold on. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Wiggles it down over his face and fucking wants to stick his head in the sous vide machine and turn it on and end his life. Yes. And he just keeps saying, just let me do it, man. Just let me do it. Okay. So I have to tell you, (laughs) when I was watching this scene, I was like, his friend is trying to help him. Yeah. Like, he's struggling so much, it looks like he is trying to suffocate him. Like, at one point, he's like, oh, man, gotta get this bag off his head. He's suffocating. And then he's like, I'm fucking over your bullshit. Keep it on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I was sitting there watching that, and I didn't even take it as a suicide scene until I read about the scene. Oh, really? In articles. Yeah. Like, I was just thought he was making a joke about the stupid food. You know what I mean? I didn't think he was like... I'm going I'm to actually, actually end it here. attempt to kill myself via sous vide machine. Yep. How ironic would that be, a we chef? We should put a trigger warning on this episode. A chef who... Yeah, we should. <laughs> a chef who fucking <laughs> hates sous vide dies by sous vide. <laughs> <laughs> no, up. so anyway, I thought about it and I was like, do you even think you could fucking kill yourself that way? Like, 
you can kill yourself. Can you withstand the heat? Right. <laughs> Fuck. If you can't stand the heat, get your ass out the kitchen. Can't stand the heat, get your head out of the sous vide. Get your head out the sous vide. <laughs> Definitely we'll put a trigger warning on this episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that suicide is not a light it's, thing. Yeah. Okay. This isn't, yeah. 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 But this movie is fucking ridiculous. Yes. Okay. So that's ridiculous response. Okay. So, yeah, I thought about it. I'm not sure if you could. I know you no. could suffocate yourself right. with a bag fairly easily. Yes. You know? But are you is your body actually gonna stand there while you slowly right. bring the sous vide to temp and just fucking hold well, your head in what? Boiling water. And statistically a lot of people who are going to take their lives when they're in a situation like that, they do have that sense of like regret or as an instant like I've gotta save myself. It's a reflex. reflex. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to you, so how are you going to hold turn yourself? off that reflex? Yeah. Anyways. How are you going to hold your head in a sous vide machine and end it all? I don't know how he was planning on doing that. Yep. But he's not a very good. Well, cook. he wasn't sober, so. Oh right, he fell off the wagon he for sure. Wagon. Yeah, for sure. And, so uh, you know, then he's got to go back in and be like, "I don't get my two-year coin today." <laughs> Fucking drank last night. Yep. Or whatever he did, and um. Yeah, his friend ends up, like, fucking coddling him on the fucking floor. But I like that he just left his ass to fucking sleep on the floor in the oh, kitchen. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking a nice guy right there. Well, then he cooked him breakfast. Oh, yeah, he was like, here, I'm going to make you the perfect, simple French omelet. And I'm sorry, if I woke up hungover, I would not want an omelet. Yeah. And I would also not want a conversation with my enemy who then looks me in the eye and says, you're better than me. <laughs> As you're fucking laying there hung over on his kitchen floor. When, like, he, when he hands him that fucking omelet on a plate, I was like, I would barf yes. right now. Like, it is so goddamn hard to eat eggs on a fork when you're fucking hung over. <laughs> that is the hardest <laughs> shit in the world. <laughs> Just like, mmm, flop, mmm, <laughs> flop. <laughs> And eggs are literally only good for like two seconds when you're hungover. And yep. then you're like, these are the worst food in the whole fucking world. Please At take these away. they're soft. <laughs> <laughs> please, please take them away. You know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, so then he like gets up and he goes into work. And they tell him that it's not the Michelin guy. Yeah, yeah. And he still has a second chance and he kisses dude, like we said. And then he... Uh, just, like, what? Goes back to work and... <laughs> yeah. Decides that... Serena really changes his life, I guess. Decides that he's just, like, in love with her, so he's gonna calm down and they're just gonna do what they do. Yeah, they're just gonna be cooks? Yeah. They're just gonna be cooks. Crazy that he just decided that. He's like... He's like, listen, Serena. I feel like... We're overreacting in the kitchen. <laughs> I feel we're too reactive here. So I feel like now you on. have an anger issue, and we're going to need to address that by all of us just chilling out a little bit. <laughs> you know, you haven't been yourself. So I had a fucking uh, tyrannical chef boss, as you know, um, yelling one day in the kitchen so that I started yelling and then I made somebody cry and he was like, Trey, I think we're overreacting. And I was like, 
we're overreacting <laughs> and I watched this dude turn around and it's the only time I've ever seen the look in a dude's eyes when like he wanted to hit me so bad <laughs> like yep. he just yep. wanted to fucking Bradley Cooper me so bad <laughs> but he wasn't drunk so he fucking did so it he yeah. did it <laughs> He's like, I'm about to come over there and grab you by your V-neck and make you eat this pocket scallop. <laughs> <laughs> you infection. <laughs> oh, listen, that boss, if you ever listen to this, what's up? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> never mind, I know how you're doing. Bad. We all know how you're doing. It's bad. It's not good. It's never good. It's never good. It's never good. What Dang. else is going on? What are we going to talk about in this movie? Anything? <laughs> Um, yeah, so then, yeah, Michelin actually does come in. Oh, yeah. That's when, that's the quote that I was saying. They're like, what do we do, chef? And he's like, we just do what we do. We just do what what we do. He's like, we just do what we do. And And we all do it together. Oh, my God. Like a team. (laughs) (laughs) Matt was like, look at this well-oiled machine that this kitchen is now. And I was like, they always were. They were. It was literally just him that doesn't know how to cook. He the was, rest of them are really good. He was throwing hissy fits while everyone else was echoing back, yes, chef. Yes, chef. Like, if that's not well-oiled. Right? Yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> uh, that's Burns. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm bad just with utensils. You're just too strong for utensils. I'm just over here trying to make some... Freaking pies. Does Bradley, Bradley Coopering everything. Does Bradley break anything in the movie? You sure. Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, if I got, um, you know, potentially sabotaged by the Sioux that I fucking sabotaged, and then the next day I found out that it wasn't actually the Michelin man, mm-hmm. I would have totally called that dude back and been like, you can have your job back, man. Yeah. I'd be like, um so like i fucking need you you know you're great uh you can totally have your job back what you did was totally fair one for one and listen i know you're probably gonna try to sabotage me again but you're gonna have to figure out a trickier way to do it because i already know your cayenne and i will be watching (laughs) but you're welcome to try again for (laughs) sure Should we read reviews about this movie? I Yeah, I'm ready for reviews. I'm ready for reviews. I have two. Let's read reviews. Which do you want to hear first? The best or the worst? I want to hear your bad one. The bad one. Okay. I tried to get short ones because there were a lot. <clears throat> Mine are like medium length. Okay. One out of ten stars. Nice. This was November 28th, 2020. Oh, nice. Right? So, I've been working in the culinary area over six years in North America. I can see that maybe only 5% of the movie scenarios can be true and can happen in a real kitchen. To begin with, two very fake things are uh, the behavior of the chef and when the cook's cleaning the kitchen after the shift. There is a different type of employees like dishwashers, night cleaners who are doing this job. A real chef would never, ever touch anyone in the kitchen, especially female. It is a physical assault, and he can be fired regardless of his culinary reputation. Also, it was funny when that young guy with a girl wake up, wake up and Cooper cooked bolognese and some meat for them. 
Oh, when he's making first, mussels for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, nobody cooks food. Wait. Nobody cook food with served dinner for a morning. That food is never served in the morning. Get the gist of it. <laughs> you need a lot of ingredients for fish soup or escargot, and I don't think you can find any of them in the home fridge. <laughs> also, chefs are tired of cooking and believe, <clears throat> believe it or not, do not cook at home. <laughs> so it is stupid when you see a, sh a Michelin star chef meet, meet with some bolognese in the morning for a young guy and his girlfriend. Also, small things, you never try how sharp a chef's knife is with your finger. It, if it's real sharp, it could cut your, you could cut yourself never right away. You never use a metal fork to scramble eggs in a non-stick pan, which I noticed as well, and that's why there were still chunks left in the pan. But whatever. It it's, bugs that a lot of shows do that with those fucking French yeah. omelets, and I'm like, what do you just buy a new pan every six months? Yeah, yeah, you got to. Uh, it's supposed to be a wooden or a plastic spatula. The chefs in the real restaurants would never throw plates at walls. Okay. <laughs> Talk to Catherine Heigl then. What, <laughs> what about that? <laughs> Some of them can shout at you or ask to look at them, make eye contact, just to bring something to your attention. Yes, chef is real too. Chefs never make food which is out of the menu like a dessert cake unless it's for the daughter of the president sitting in the dining room. They don't cook it primarily because it's time consuming. <laughs> End of review? End of review. Yes. Like, so kind of all over the place, but I loved it. I was We like, talked <laughs> about this just like fucking 10 minutes ago and I have the exact same bad review that was my favorite one. So I must have gone to IMDb <laughs> to fucking find them because I read that one and I was like, okay, this guy's just hilarious. <laughs> In general, I'm yeah. like, well, <laughs> there is a night crew and dishwashers who will be cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> Cooks do not clean the kitchen. Do not. I was like, where the fuck are you working? I was like, I'd like to go work where you're working. <laughs> Honestly, if you six, could tell me. Six years in this industry and you're telling me you don't fucking wash your dishes sometimes. But I, I might not want to work where he works if you don't even have to clean the kitchen, but you still go home too tired to fucking cook. Yeah. Like, the fuck? Excuse me? Okay, Adrian, so do you, you know how to cook at home? Oh, man. It's rough, isn't it? It's rough. Well, because I'm a single person. <laughs> at least you have a husband at home who's like... To cook for at least two people. I yeah. still can't make food for less than like six people. Right. I'm just not good at it. And like all good meals, you end up making a lot. Yes. That's how they're made. Yeah. I don't know how to make a small batch of anything. It's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to be one of those people who buys like a pound of meat and then is like, oh, I'm just going to use like half of this and make a little bit of this. Gonna Tomorrow I'm going to make portion. a little bit of this. No. Because, you know, he's myself. right. I don't want to cook every day. Yes. At home. Yep. So I do like making a bunch of one thing. Yep. And, and eating it for like three or four days. Or I'll yeah. put it in the freezer and be like, I can't wait to get to that in two months. Sure. Well, Okay. So, do you want to... That was both our bad reviews. That was both our me? bad reviews. There was another one I found that um, I didn't screenshot, but I, rem I remember you it. Remember. So, <laughs> I can relay this for Perfect. you perfectly. It was, this movie is balls. Balls? Yeah, balls. Like, as a good context balls or bad context balls? Bad. <laughs> it was like, this movie is balls. It sucks big balls. Bradley Cooper as a chef. 
sucks balls. <laughs> that was the whole review. And I fucking died when I was reading through all of them. I was like, this person came on just to say that. Balls. Yeah, they were like, this movie sucks so fucking bad. Not sweaty balls, not hairy balls. We're just going, sucks balls. Okay, you want to hear my good one? Yep. Okay, it's... It, it was bizarre to me, like you, that there were so many good reviews for this movie of people who fucking loved it. Uh-huh. So here, this one gets five out of five stars. I watched this movie three times in one day. Oh, so sorry for Bradley you. Bradley Cooper has done an amazing job. What? Background score is amazing. Screenplay is also very good. In some scenes, the background score has fit so perfectly to the scene that it takes me to ecstasy. The character, Adam Jones, is amazing. Oh. Who's Adam Jones? Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah, right. Fuck. <laughs> 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 like, his name isn't Bradley? No. <laughs> is amazing. Shut the attitude out. the character has developed throughout the movie is amazing. I feel like it's not that underrated as it is shown. I am just starting my fourth time now. I'll do this kind of weird thing when I go psych with the movie. That's by Karthik S. <laughs> you can hate write us if you want Karthik S. And it was written a year ago. It is a dude. Sorry, I read it kind of like a chick. 21 people found this review helpful, though. God. Yeah. Um, and I think also... Found it helpful, you know, if you see Karthik on Tinder, just like, go the other way. <laughs> Fucking, you don't want to date a dude who's watched this movie three times <laughs> in one day. <laughs> Not my type. And he he's obsessed with the word amazing. Not like... like balls. We, I want to date the balls. balls guy. <laughs> I do. I would rather date the balls guy. Yeah. <laughs> but who wouldn't? <laughs> Oh, how did I label all these in fucking Well, one? I found a 10 out of 10. Holy shit. Yep. Let's hear it. <laughs> Come on, phone. Awesome. So this was back in 2016. Okay. I saw a lot of bad reviews, but after I saw it, I absolutely fell in love with the movie. Maybe it's because I've been quite interested in the culinary career as a whole, and I thought the movie was quite emotional, realistic, and witty. I really suggest people to watch it for themselves. Also, there were comments on how the culinary part in the movie weren't really the focus. I actually think that's intended. The whole movie is about the abandonment of perfectionism and self-dependent to work on the love in a group and family. Oh my god. The core message of the movie is not actually about cooking. It is about love in every way. And I love it. They're like, this movie should have been called Love Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> like, this didn't win the title for Love's Kitchen? <laughs> Love Bradley. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, those are our reviews for this, you guys. Yep. Should we tell our most Alaskan things? Yes. Mine's pretty funny, I think. Okay. This week. Please tell me. Um, well, yours is pretty funny, too. Yeah, mine's pretty funny. You reminded me of mine, so that's how. Oh I think yeah, I, that's how I think it's funny. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, let's see. So my most Alaskan thing, yeah, is girls' night. Um, a girlfriend of mine ended up getting kind of like blown off 
which is kind of a trend here in this small, you would think, <laughs> dating in this small town, you wouldn't blow people off because you were going to see them the next day at your local grocery store. Or that night or, while you're out with someone else. Exactly. Um, so I was like, don't worry, girl, I got you. I'll go out with you. We'll make it a whole fun day. So I decided to dress up. And I'm wearing my, like, four-inch platform, like, combat boots. Feeling good. Feeling myself. Uh, I decided when we got everyone together that, like, I'd be DD for a while until we got to the party bar, you yeah. know? And uh, I was helping unload, and my friend was walking behind me. And it snowed, and it's still icy in some people's driveways. And I walk over this ice, like, pretty fast, because I'm trying to get to the truck. It's cold outside. And I hear my friend behind me just biff it. <laughs> and I immediately start laughing instead of turning around and asking if she's okay. And she's like, you didn't even stop or like ask if I was okay. Because mind you, she's in extra toughs and I'm in these boots. The most Alaskan shoe. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, <laughs> you were in boots. And I knew, I heard you fall. I knew it wasn't a head hitter. <laughs> like, You're like, fine. that sounded like a butt. Yeah. Everybody's butt can take a fall or two. Yep. Extra toughs, not ice ice recommended. <laughs> Although they're supposed to be so good at slip it slip proof. Right? Yeah, that's for decks. <laughs> not ice. <laughs> not icy decks. What do you do about icy decks? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just just fall. <laughs> be prepared. Wear four inch platform boots. What's your most Alaskan thing? Um, our coworker. Ah. You know, guys, how we've mentioned the person who brought um, a fryer to work? He's legendary now. Yes. Um, and he's done another hilarious legendary thing this week. So we see him. I saw him come in with, like, um, these special foil wrappers that have, like, foil on the outside. Some sort of heat protectant looking shit on the inside the weird paper lining right and he brings them in and hands them to nando and he's like here i got these for the breakfast sandwich so that the cheese doesn't stick to the foil anymore and i was like what the fuck i was like is that really a problem and he's like yeah it's a problem we're like okay so there's these fancy foils adrian comes in we tell her about the fancy foils and she's like oh yeah it's not a customer that's been complaining. He personally complains. Yep. Because every day he likes to feed his dog a breakfast sandwich and the dog can't lick the cheese off the foil. Yep. And so <laughs> his dog... It's rough on the dog teeth. Is fucking getting, you know... A breakfast sandwich! Well, the, yeah, the dog's getting a breakfast sandwich. But the dog is not getting his full money's worth, oh, basically. Oh, yes. Yep. Out the of dog the is getting ripped off because he can't eat the cheese. Sandwich. Yep. Yeah, the dog works hard for his money. Yep. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, you guys have heard Nando's reaction to customers complaining before. He just kind of does this, like, wicked eh, cackle. <laughs> no, it's the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when we when he hears Adrian say it's the dog, he goes, Aww. <laughs> He's like, well, then I will sure we use these fancy foils He's like, why didn't he just tell me that i will personally make his dog a sandwich every morning yeah literally he would beef that shit up he would be <laughs> like this is the best sandwich i've made all day yep 
Um, so yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not count these right. That. Oh no. So I made myself a breakfast sandwich yesterday um, when I was making breakfast and wrapped it in the fancy foil <laughs> and I stuck it like on the low end of the flat top while I finished breakfast and then I went to eat it and I opened it <laughs> and the cheese just like rips out of the sandwich because <laughs> it stuck to the paper on the inside and I was like, oh my God, this is so great. <laughs> I was just like, this really could not have been better. <laughs> so now I just know that, you know, he's going to feed his dog one of these and the cheese is going to be stuck to the paper on the inside. <laughs> and like the dog isn't probably going to chew through foil, but I really hope this dog just tears this paper up. Tears it up in his car. Just like wreaks havoc on that <laughs> shit. Oh, Yes. Um, people in Alaska really love dogs. I know that everyone thinks they love dogs. Right? Y'all don't, y'all don't even know. Don't even get you it. You don't even fucking know. It's more than average around here for people to order fucking food for their dogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you guys might have dining establishments that you can take your dog to. That's fine. We don't. <laughs> if we had those, people would be straight up ordering, like, fucking rib dinners for their fucking dogs. Yes. Exactly. It would be like me and my dog, we like to go. I get her an old fashioned. <laughs> yep. And I have a glass of wine. And then she really likes the brisket at this place. <laughs> it's her birthday, so I'm getting her a piece of cake. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think we're good to go. Nice. Oh, I just slammed my this meat right into the microphone. That was some beef, you guys. Not the beef I have with Bradley. Just regular beef. Well, so, yeah, I don't know. If there was anything you need to take away from this movie, it's don't, don't be Bradley. <laughs> just don't be Bradley. Yeah. If there's any part of you that watches this movie as a cook and, and like, that's me. relates to Bradley... You need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Yep. Please, 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 do. please go to therapy. High five yourself in the mirror. High five yourself. Tell yourself you're better than that. You can stop being an asshole. Yep. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> and that's it, I think. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week, and we'll do something else fun. We have something this fun This was a fun planned. one, even though it was such a shitty movie. <laughs> the shitty movies are, are often more fun. What were you going to say? Oh, we have some fun things planned, so... Oh, we do. Yeah. We're excited about them. Summer's coming, you guys. Yep. It's going to be a great summer. Yeah. We said that about the new year, and I mean, hasn't it been fantastic? Hasn't it been great? <laughs> Don't you want what we got? Or like, <laughs> you don't even have a fucking website. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that's it. This is Thank God It's Kitchen. We never introduce ourselves. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're the TGIK crew. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this about us, but we used to rock Paris <laughs> back when we were junkies. Buff junkies. Yep. It's true. Now we're just buff junkies. Okay. I'm super buff. I'm so buff. I could <laughs> fucking throw Bradley Cooper over I'm my shoulder. I'm so If he buff. wanted to come at my V-neck today, I'd just fucking take the scallop out of my pocket and shove it in his face. Yeah, I think that would be my learning lesson. Takeaway moment is... Uh, don't physically harass women in the kitchen. 
We already knew that. <laughs> I didn't need this goddamn movie to tell me that. Fuck. <laughs> Um, this Don't movie, eat pocket scallops. I, I was going to say that. I was like, this movie made it seem like eating pocket scallops was weird, but that's a totally fine, too, if it, you eat it out of your own pocket. <laughs> it's a weird thing don't to put know, in your... You, I've if only you don't ever know what eaten, pocket it came out of. I've only ever eaten a fried scallop out of my pocket. Yeah. Don't put a sautéed scallop in your pocket. That's fucking weird. But a fried scallop? You could totally put a fried scallop in Walking your pocket. Walking down the road and someone's like, hey, I found this scallop in my pocket. Would you like it? If it was fried. <laughs> You know that breading it's it was just, it's so hot when it comes out of the fryer it's yeah it's immune to fucking germs for a while <laughs> in your pocket okay thanks for listening you guys thanks for listening love you bye love you bye um i just really quick want to ask that you send in your fun kitchen confessions yes your back of the house, front of the house, funny stories. Yes. Um, any kitchens that you find really cool in the media or any like chefs portrayed in the media in any way? Yeah. Kitchens and chef characters you think we should talk about. You know, just from our point right, of view. From our point of view. Yeah. And um, also anything Alaska related. Yeah. What questions do you have for us about living in Alaska? Yeah. If you already live in Alaska, just don't. Just send us one of the other things we just mentioned. But if you don't live in Alaska, ask right. us like what it's like working in an Alaskan kitchen. If you do live in Alaska and you're listening to us and you're like, no, you're wrong, feel free to h- holler at us oh, on yeah. our Instagram, which is... Instagram.com slash thank God it's kitchen. But all you other people who are sending nice questions about Alaska. Nice detailed stories and confessions. You can hit us up at our email. TGIKpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we'll take those. Haters. Insta. Insta. Lovers. Gmail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it. And we will recognize and not even respond (laughs) if you try going the other way. Yep. We don't have a website yet because they're super expensive. We'll get there. Yeah. I I have hope and faith for us. I do too. Yeah, if you like what we're doing, thanks. Thanks. We'll get a website someday. Yep. We'll keep doing it. With some shit on it. We'll figure that out. Okay. All right, is that all I have to say? I think that's all we needed covered. Okay, I'm Trey. This is Adrian. Goodbye. Bye.